0: All right, hello, and welcome to Running Through History with Coach Hinserling. Um This one, this podcast, is going to be the introduction to the fifth unit of AP Government, and the fifth unit of AP Gov is all about civil rights and civil liberties. Um, and so, what we're going to do is we'll, we'll take a look at the differences between those two ideas, between civil liberties and civil rights, and how these concepts have been evolving over the past 200 years, um, and how they're debated, and how they're applied in our society today. So for civil liberties, what we're going to look at, what our main focus will be um, in this unit, will be the Bill of Rights. As many of you probably know, the civil liberties of the American population are in the Bill of Rights, the first 10 amendments of the Constitution. Um, So what we're going to look at is how the Bill of Rights was originally written and how it is interpreted today. And as part of this, we're going to look at the courts because they have a very, very important role in the application of the Bill of Rights. Um, Because they are the institutions that determine how the Constitution and how the Bill of Rights should be interpreted Um, In very specific cases. So this will be the focus of the first part of the unit. The second part of the unit is going to focus on one of the most important parts of the Bill of Rights. um, And it is very important to many individuals in our society. And that is the freedom of religion. The freedom of religion centers on two things. Two ideas. One is the Establishment Clause. And the Establishment Clause states that the government shall not make any kind of proclamation in regards to a religion, and the government has no right to promote one religion over another, and it also has no right to set one religion as the most important part of the American society more than any other faith. Okay? So that's the first thing. Um, the second thing um, is that at the same time, we have what is called the Free Exercise Clause. And what this clause means is that as a citizen of the United States of America, you have the right to practice whichever religion you deem appropriate for yourself, for your family, you have that right. So in theory, um both of these sound all well and good, right? But what you'll see as we... Study in this unit, and we learn a little bit more about it. Um, and maybe you probably even, even, um, you know, know a little bit about this debate already. Um, this is pretty complicated. There's a lot of complications that arise when those two things are put into play. Okay. Um, so that's the first part of the Bill of Rights. The second part of the Bill of Rights, the next part of the Bill of Rights that we're going to look at is the freedom of assembly. This is another freedom that is guaranteed in the Bill of Rights. And what this means is that you can form an interest group. You can form a political party. You can picket. You can protest. You can show up in the streets and you can protest con- uh, Congress. You can march in a protest. Um, all of those things are protected. They're all guaranteed in the Bill of Rights. You have the right as an active citizen to assemble freely. But again, this all sounds well and good, but this, there's always a balancing act to when this becomes a threat to public sc- uh, security and a threat to public safety. So we're going to take a look at the debates that surround the right to assemble. Next up, we're going to take a look at probably the most controversial issue in today's society. And that is the right to bear arms. As, um, as you know, many Americans are very, very passionate about the right to bear arms. Um, one side feels very strongly about the right to protect themselves, to protect their families, to protect their property. While the other side feels very strongly about the right to protect the American population by restricting um, the right to bear arms with background checks, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, Just last summer, Target announced that although they respect their customers' right to bear arms, they came out and asked their customers, especially in states with open carry laws, that they don't bring their guns into stores. And that raised a huge controversy. Um and we've seen the debate grow. I mean just in in the last 5 or 6 years after Sandy Hook um Las Vegas this summer um we look at last year's election, I mean this this is this conversation has dominated many societal and political conversations and it has polarized groups because people feel so so strongly about it. So we're going to take a look at this debate and all the controversies surrounding the right to bear arms. Next, we're going to take a look at the rights of the defendant. Um, and these are most of the amendments after these, um, in the Bill of Rights that are after the Second Amendment. And they deal with the rights of the defendants, or the rights of people who are accused of a crime. You, are, um, you have certain rights that are set aside for you in the Bill of Rights, such as the right to a fair trial, the right to a speedy trial, the right to a jury of your peers, um, you are innocent until proven guilty, you're guaranteed due process, you have the right to an attorney, all those are guaranteed in that in that you know, the, the latter half of the of the Bill of Rights. And so we're gonna take a, a look at those. And again, just like I've said with all the others, you know, all that sounds really good in theory, but they are sometimes in reality really hard to implement. So we're going to take a look at the controversial issues surrounding the rights of, of, the, um, of defendants. Um, and so next up, we're going to look at the issues surrounding the right to privacy. Um, And this is not something that was actually originally a part of the Constitution, but the courts over the past 200 years have decided that it is inferred in the Constitution. And as you're well aware of, the right to privacy is very much in flux today. And a lot of that stems from the explosion of the internet. It stems from social media and things like Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. So it's very, very, very different how we approach privacy today um, and how we define what privacy means today compared to when the founding fathers wrote the Constitution. So we're going to take a close look at the role of social media. And we're also going to look at the revelations of Edward Snowden as we go through and and look at the right to privacy um, in this unit. All right. So that's a lot of like of looking at the at the civil liberties part, and those are the things that we're going to focus on. And so then we will turn and we will look at civil rights. Okay. So to most of you, civil rights probably makes you think of the struggle for the past couple hundred years of um, African Americans to become fully accepted as citizens of the United States of America. It was and it is. I mean, still, it's, it's a long, painful struggle for African Americans to be granted the rights. And responsibilities that white Americans have had since the founding of our country. Um, see, because, you know, you know equality is guaranteed in the Constitution. But it's a, a very difficult issue to grapple with. Because, you know, if you go up to anybody on the street and you ask them, point blank, do you support equality for all people? And for the most part, almost every single person will say, yes, of course I do that. Equality for all people. That's what America's about. Everyone is equal and everyone should have equal opportunities. But then when you actually look at the reality of it, when you look at a society that says we have equal opportunity in America for education, for success, so on and so forth, it becomes a lot more complicated. Because you throw in the issues around equality, people have ideas about race. They have ideas about gender, sexuality, form of action, um, and all that makes the idea of equality a little bit more complicated. Um, these are all issues that are, are percolating in this debate. And people often have very strong feelings and, opi- and opinions on these on these issues. And so this has led to a lot of very heated debates, both within the political arena, in mass media, um, in society, just in daily conversations. Um. So we'll take a look at that, some of those debates and, and the idea of equality in America and what it means for for groups of people. Um, and so we're also going to take a look at some of the newly active groups within the civil rights movement. Most notably today is the movement um, for the LGBTQ com- com- community. Um, there's been quite a bit of change in today's society. In, in, this, in society's attitude towards people in this community in just the last five or six years. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how the civil rights movement continues to develop as it continues to change um, and transform American society and the ideas about equality. Um, so that is, is Unit 5. So I hope that you guys in this unit. That you guys can great, gain a greater understanding of these issues, a greater understanding of these debates, and emerge a much more um, informed citizen um, than you were before this unit. So, I look forward to hearing your, vo- your voices online. Um, so, thanks for listening, and I'll see you online.